Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. What's up? Welcome back to Bleeding Blue. A little bit of a different episode this week. We're going to do a best of moments. We're 20 weeks in, believe it or not. We've been going strong since like the middle of January. We are 20 weeks in to this offseason. We picked up where it was like real life NFC championship, and we've been going every week since. So a different episode this week because we wanted to do some interviews. They kind of fell through. So let's push those to next week. Let's see if we can get those done for next week. And this week, why not put together like a 20-minute little best of moment video? Um, if this is the first time that you're kind of clicking on this to see what we're about, then uh, we're a Giants history podcast because I know people are more likely to click on you know something that's 15 or 20 minutes long versus something that's 40, 45 minutes long. So um, Bleeding Blue Giants history podcast every Monday, uh, 6 p.m. And it's also a show. It's not just a podcast. It's also a show. I like to edit the videos. I like to put a lot of time into editing the videos too on the post-production side. So we like to have a lot of fun. And hopefully this little best of moment video shows that we like to have a lot of fun. This is my baby. This is my passion project, Bleeding Blue. I love this. I love this franchise. Um, and I, I love the history of this franchise and I love celebrating it with everybody. Um, you know, Bleeding Blue, it's been, it's, it's been my show since even before it was a Giants history podcast. So um, I appreciate everybody that's been along for the ride even before uh, it being on the Talking Giants YouTube. So enjoy this best of moments. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll have some interviews, but every Monday Talking Giants YouTube, if you like what you see here, um, I will also include the, the, the link to the playlist in the description as well. If you want to go back and you want to rewatch Every single episode that's happened so far this series, feel free to do that. So keep on bleeding blue. We'll see you next week, hopefully with an interview, but enjoy the best of moments video. Welcome to bleeding blue. Welcome back to bleeding blue. Hello and welcome back to bleeding blue, a New York football giants history podcast, history show. Welcome back to bleeding blue. Hello and welcome back to Bleeding Blue. This is a New York Football Giants history podcast history show. And with me, as always, is one of my best friends, Nikki Snacks. Nikki Snacks, I just called you Nikki. Felt weird. Number one, Barry Cofield. Um, honestly, out of any position, one of my favorite Giants ever. Uh, I, I hated the day that he left um, as a free agent. I thought he was a terrific player, terrific leader. Never missed a game. And I mean, do you get a better celebration than than the taser? Than the taser? Than the taser? No, you don't. Barry Cofield, baby. Number one in the top six defensive lineman, not named Strahan Tuck OC since 2000. Very good, Justin. So we got um you got one snowball. F bombs dropping in the first three minutes. We already probably reached our quota. And then that NSFW celebration that you just did right there. What the taser is NSFW? Oh, we we saw some crotch. We saw some everything. How'd it look? Pretty good. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor and um, my dad found him in the bathroom doing cocaine in a strip club on Route 17 in New Jersey. Just saying. I had what to is Clem? Um, I Sorry. feel bad for Clem because he doesn't listen to this show. But Sorry. Snacks. It's a great story. 
you have all of these stories where your father just ru- he runs into story. Otis Anderson. He yes. runs into didn't he run into McConkey once? McConkey. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- but this is a good one because it was a strip club and it was Lawrence Taylor doing coke in the bathroom. That's a pretty good story. It's relevant to the to the hypothetical here. It's relevant. It's relevant to the hypothetical. Share it with the class. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, Justin, you've never watched The Sopranos, but but Clem, you know the Bada Bing. I was going to say your dad strikes me as a soprano side character right now. That's exactly what I was going to say. You're talking Route 17 and everything I was going to yes. say. Oh, dad. yeah. No, and it, it was the Bing. It was the Bing. This is where it was. And it's funny. Satin Dolls? Story. Was that Satin Dolls? That was Satin Dolls, yes. Oh. I, it's a true story. And I asked my – I'm like, I'm like, Dad, I don't believe you at all. And it was backed up by two of the people he was with. So I'm like, okay, I believe it. And to the, I get to brag about it. I wasn't there. I wasn't born. But I believe it. Absolutely. It's Lawrence Taylor. Route 17 is on the way to the stadium. Boom. And Coughlin's like, there are dozens of ways coaches prepare for games, but all of us at some point in the process rely on stats and tape. Football's a game in numbers, first downs, percentage, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Come on, baby. Tom Coughlin That's said a 67-year-old huh? man talking to man, you. Man, I, I ought to fucking tweet that out and say, Tom Coughlin said, like, put it in quotes, and then I'm going to do two spaces for a paragraph, and I'm going to say, suck my dick. Just <laughs> yeah, boom. I've been right the whole time. If yeah. Coach Coughlin, a Hall of Famer, could say this, so could I. Yeah, YouTube uh, comments. Yeah. I hated David Akers. Talk about Eli. What do you what could we say about Eli? Talk about Eli. They threw 58 passes. He was buried. He was sacked six times, which I think we'll talk about in a minute, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he just beaten and battered all game. But for that year, MVP of the season to me and or at least should have got a little bit more recognition for they, it. They win 11 games. Now, here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers went off. That's that's the thing. And they were 15-1. and one. Aaron Rodgers went off during the regular season. Giants win 11 games. Eli Manning gets a little bit more MVP votes. If Eli Manning's not the quarterback of that team, they don't win a game. No. That team sucked. No. They got hot at the right time. But either way, it, during the game, he got absolutely annihilated. Every single time he dropped back, it was like he was in the ground. He had the, uh, the visual of, of the shoulder pads off, or the, mm-hmm. the jersey off the shoulder pad. The grass in his helmet, mouthpiece, mouthpiece up. Yeah, yep. he's calling timeout. What a tough son of a bitch! That whole game, fifty-eight passes. Yep. That's a ton for a team that I mean, obviously they couldn't run the ball all year, but in a game they only scored twenty points to throw fifty-eight passes. Absurd. I don't know how. Not one turnover either. I don't know how the Giants were only two-point underdogs. Well, they should have been more. Think about how talented that 49er team was. Ridiculous. That defense was unbelievable. Patrick Willis, Bowman. Justin Smith. Justin Smith. Wasn't Alden Smith on the team? Alden Smith was on the team. (laughs) Ridiculous. That was a ridiculous 49er defense. And I, that's a good question. Two points? Two points. So, you know. Big Giants believers. Vegas. Vegas gives three points to the home team right off the rip. Yes. So, they're saying on a neutral field, the Giants would have been minus one favorite. Essentially, yeah. yeah, which is unbelievably hard to believe. And and they used to sit and smoke cigars at the fireplace. And I'm 12 years old. Hey guys, hey, what's up? <laughs> it must be some piece of shit kid. I really, you know, like get away from us. Like why are you here every week? And now I'm there every week now as a fan. But I went every single Saturday night when they played home games. I saw, I saw, you know. LT leave after meetings and go back home where he should not have left. Mm. I watched Joe Morris do the same. I watched all of these players do stuff they shouldn't be doing. Finally, after I think I was 15 or 16, the Joe McNulty, I can't believe I know, I remember that name. He was head of security of the hotel and he asked me to sit like on the floor 
and just make sure you count the guys that come off the elevator. And I never forget, this is a true story because this that sits in my house right now is from 1986. And I put this on a table outside of the elevator and all of the 86 Giants signed that thing. And I still have it right here. Oh, that's so awesome. It's so awesome. That is so awesome. When I tell you, like, I'm talking Solomon Miller and Jeff Rutledge and Billy Yard, Mark Collins, Eric Dorsey, Carl Nelson, Jerome Sally, Zeke Moat, you know, Maurice Carthon, Elvis Patterson, who writes Toast 34. You know, like, like this thing is one of my prized possessions because I got it signed. You know, I got it signed at like 16 years old. You yeah. know what I mean? You put the work in for it. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. And I and I knew players like when they would come in the hotel and I was down at the other end by the back of their head, I knew who they were, you know, and it, you become friendly. And then when I was uh, 16 years old and I was able to drive, my first job was babysitting for Joe Morris's kid. No shit. He lived one mile from the hotel and he talked to me every single Saturday. Like I was a friend of his, but I was just a kid. Yeah. And then, and then we grew up in, uh, you know, it was at my wedding party. Like, like Joe Mars is a friend, friend. So it, it's amazing that you get these relationships and then you go through your college days. And then when I was done with college and I got a job, I was able to save some money and I decided to go to the away games. And that's when I became friends with the new Super Bowl guys. And I would go to games and my, my, I could tell you guys right now, the one that started it, this new license plate guy, Friendship, I was in a hotel, I think it was Dallas, and Brandon Jacobs is walking in the, in the, in the uh, lo lobby, and he says, hey, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and I'm like, me? Yeah, you. And then that's it. We sat in the lobby, told him what I did. I go to every game. And a friend for life. Hey, Snacks. It's Blake Martinez from New York Giants. Your buddies Dan and Justin sent this request for you. Um, they let me know that you were also bummed that I didn't make the Pro Bowl and didn't get uh, the All-Pro votes this year. Um, but just adds an extra chip on my shoulder. And I'm excited to get back at it for next year. It's going to be even better um, than this last year. So get ready. And I hope to be able to see you at a game or a practice or something Giant-related in the near future. Go Giants. <laughs> so if you're wondering why this is so funny very good friend of the program and close friend of ours danny behan and i we collaborated to purchase i forget how much it was we split it 50 50 i think it was like 80 bucks it might have been he more. charges that much I, th I think it actually might have been more i think i paid 80 bucks i have no clue um so Snacks doesn't, you've probably heard here and there if you're really a, a cune, acute listener. I don't know what the word, in tune listener of Bleeding Blue. Snacks does not like Blake Martinez. Snacks, I need you to describe why you do not like Blake Martinez. Okay, I will. First of all, I am so pissed right now. You have no idea. I thought I was coming here. We're going to have a great episode. And I had to hear that fucking schnook on the goddamn saying my name and then say, saying all the things I hate about. All right, so listen, I shouldn't say that. I, you Or you shouldn't say I don't like Blake. I like Blake Martinez, the football player. He's pretty good, although I will never forgive him for quitting in Baltimore and in Arizona when he just showed no effort. However, I can't stand him on social media. John Madden, Pat Summerall, really good. Um, Very good. They were – I don't. did you watch the game? Did yeah. you watch some of the game? They were showing, like, 
ne- I put this in quotes. They were showing like some next gen stuff. Did you pick up on it? No, I didn't. Now, now that you say that, though, they showed Elway's like completion percentage by target depth: zero to ten yards, ten to twenty yards, twenty they, to thirty. That was an eighty-seven. It's cr- that was a nineteen. And the crazy thing is, is that I crave that information right now. Like that is the information that I'm looking up every at the end of every game. What is Daniel Jones' completion percentage and the amount of yards he produces by target depth? You know, because it's not just, you know, it's not just his, you know, his uh, completed passes, attempted passes, total yards. It's not just that. I want to see where he's completing passes, how he's completing passes, and that was stuff that was shown just on the broadcast. They and they had to manually keep track of it. it wasn't a computer that just kept track of it. There wasn't player tracking data. And then also one of the other things that they showed. I think they showed this for a Broncos defender. They showed he was a defensive lineman, all of the different positions at which he lined up. He, oh, this amount of snaps next, next to the left tackle, this amount of snaps next to the left guard, et cetera, et cetera, right down the, right down the offensive line. And I'm like, oh my God. You might, like, you wouldn't, you're in heaven. This is helpful. <laughs> this is like helpful information about like football players, what they're doing, how it makes sense with the game, where, I really do think football broadcasts, like watching it now and then seeing what we do, like I'm talking Giants, the way that we try to break down the game and then seeing the way that John Madden and Pat Summerall break down the game. And it's like, I'm glad they're not around because they would make us look bad. Yeah. And broadcasts today, like they make us look good because of how unintelligent they are. Uh, Jeff Fiegels, the ugliest New York Giant of all time, um, but a great punter, hideous looking man. All right, who's your giant shithead? My giant shithead is Zach Diossi. Wow. Yeah. Only reason um, he tried to snap the game away in overtime. It took a miraculous catch and hold by Steve Weatherford for times to get that game-winning field goal. Almost forgot about this. That was an awful, awful snap. Almost forgot about this, though. Yeah. One of my favorite moments. Probably top three, top five favorite. he rips the helmet off and he's screaming it. We're, I don't I I tried to rip lead, lip read it so many times. I think he says we're going to the motherfucking Super Bowl. I think he says I'm I'm going I'm going to the motherfucking Super Bowl. Man, what a moment! Yeah, that was great. And I don't like Steve Weatherford. Wait, it, <laughs> I don't like I, him. I don't I, like him because how in shape he is. Well, that well, yeah, good for him. I just think he's very annoying on social media. <laughs> I, just, I don't I don't follow. You, you count your blessings. Did you ever eviscerate him online? No, never. No. no? Madison Hedgecock. Mm. Big old cock. Jones is going to throw him a beautiful ball. It's going to spread the offense out more. It is It is absolutely I, – I, I'm sure a lot of people saw my reaction video in real time when it happened. Um, I'll put it in here. Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. Um, I'm told Kenny Galladay has agreed to go to the Giants per source. Done, they said. We got Danny's Plaxico, baby. We got his Plaxico. Come on. And the Knicks are back. Okay, summary. I think he's the complete package. He's not going to be a fast runner, but a little like Joe Montana. He has enough athletic ability to get out of trouble. Remember how Archie ran? In that department, Eli doesn't have the best genes, although never timed Mom Olivia in the 40, but he has a feel for the pocket. He feels the rush. He throws the ball. Takes the hit, gets right back up. Super Bowl 42. I was um, just going to say. 2011 NFC Championship game. 
That's what that well, that was the first game I thought of was the, the 2011 uh championship game against San Fran where he just got dismantled all game and kept getting back up has courage and poise. In my opinion, most of all, he has that quality that you can define, call it magic. Mm. Mm -hmm. There was certainly a lot of magic in Eli's career with us. Mm -hmm. Mm. Get you get, you get goosebumps. Like the fact that the general manager of the giants that took this guy said this like mm-hmm. I, I i don't know if i don't know if you say that i don't know if you just say that especially if this no, is a letter to the owner right you so you better that's all your eggs are in that basket now so pretty pretty bold thing to say as former baltimore colts defensive back bobby boy told me once about unitas two things set him apart his left testicle and his right testicle. <laughs> Again, this is this is this is a GM scouting report being sent directly to the owner, <laughs> and we're talking we're talking testicles. Good name for a podcast. Um, <laughs> snacks. You know the left one hangs lower than the right one, right? Is that so? Yes. If, Hold on if one second. If it doesn't, go go get it checked out. All right, snacks is going to go check. Wait, say something, snacks. We got to see you checking. Oh, I think you're right about this. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Sorry if that was a little much for you guys. Um, I, but I was very curious, and I know I would have forgot after. I'm looking, at, I'm, I'm looking at, you're like on a quarter screen right now, and I'm looking at the article on my computer. So I'm going to be interested to see when I'm editing. Yeah, this, no, uh, it, it was nothing. There was nothing visibly shown or anything like that. It was just me testing out but some you, you felt your cojones. I did. I did. Not proud of him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So if the left one doesn't hang lower than the right one, I, I, uh, I recommend you go get that checked out. Yeah. So. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick, please. And I know you want, I, I, I want to finish this too. Where the fuck did you hear that? My father told me. Fathers are always right. That's right. I believe it. Peyton had much better talent around him at Tennessee, but I honestly give this guy a chance to be better than his brother. You know, my feelings on that. I know you do. Peyton Manning is uh, overrated. One of the most overrated in players brain. in sports. Yes. In sports history. I Love disagree. him. Great guy. Well, agree to disagree. Whatever. Eli doesn't get much help from the coaching staff. Colt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a, is that a dig at a Cutcliffe? Yeah. Wasn't he the coach? Yeah. 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 That's interesting. If he comes out early, we should move up to take him. These guys are rare. You know, People will say he isn't confident. People will say he is socially awkward and incapable of leading. <laughs> My which, favorite part. Which fucking asshole Tiki Barber did say that. Um, they Fuck are him. wrong. They are wrong, Ernie Paladino. Ernie, Ernie Paladino. Ernie, of course, he said they are wrong. This kid is a winner. Let's do whatever we can to get him. It will be the defining moment of this franchise. Wow. End of letter with love, and I'm making this part up, with love, Ernie, of course.